Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Today is December 21st, four days until Christmas. Four days until Christmas. Well, that's exciting. Let me say that again. Four days (laughs) until Christmas. You know, um, being the being the coordinator, being the coordinator for Toys for Tots for uh, my community. um, This is the crazy time of year, and and um, we're doing toy distribution now. We started yesterday. So it's yesterday, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And it, it sneaks up on you so quick. I mean, fortunately enough, we were ready to go. We were ready to go Saturday. We could have we could have done it Saturday and backed it off. So we had two days before Christmas. But we kind of already had the emails out and everything like that. So, um, you know, it it's kind of at this point every single year around the 21st, 22nd, doesn't even really feel like Christmas because, because you're in Christmas mode, but for another reason. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. But it's a good reason. Well, no, it's, it's an excellent reason. And, and the great thing about it is, is um, that, you know, I've shared in the past that I'm not the, uh, I'm not the Christmas guy. You know what I mean? I walk around with, with, tinsels and tassels and all of that stuff during Christmas saying uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, (laughs) So it allows me at least to be able to focus on someone else and not on me saying, I hate this time of year. It's not that I hate it. I just, I don't wholeheartedly embrace it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I can remember as a little kid loving it because it was exciting and we always spent it with our, you know, cousins and everybody. So it was a family time. And then when I grew up and moved to California away from my family, it was scary and weird. And then when I had kids, it was just like, oh, so much work. Yeah. I mean, tremendous amount of work. You had to decorate the house, decorate the outside, do the Santa Mm -hmm. stuff, take them to see Santa. Oh, and my daughter actually lied to Santa one time. We had it on video. She told him a lie. What'd she say? Well, he, he, my, uh, her dad, she sucked her thumb and she was five years old and her dad had wanted her to stop. So he made a motion to Santa and Santa picked up on it and he says, do you suck your thumb? And you can see her think about it for a minute. No. (laughs) (laughs) So Marcy lied to Santa. That's cool. She liked this little fat guy that smelled like whiskey. Well, she she really loved Santa and wanted him to like her, but she wasn't going to give up her thumb. No, she wasn't going to give up the possibility of those presents. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I I totally get it. You know, we used to wait in line for like two hours at Perimeter Mall in Atlanta to have the picture made with Santa. You know, I I had I had to go into the mall today to pick up uh, something. Janelle wanted me to grab something for Callie and um, 
not for Christmas, just a bathrobe. So um, I was walking by and I mean, I was walking in the mall and it was, it, it seemed like there were two cars per person. The parking lot was full. Oh, really? There was no one in the, in the treasure Nobody coaster. in the mall? There was nobody in the mall. I went in uh, Sunday night to, and Janelle, and, uh, Janelle said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go to the mall and get a couple of things. She says, and fight that crowd? What are you, nuts? I was in Macy's. They said it's 9 o'clock and the mall is closing. Macy's stays open till midnight. So oh, I was wow. in Macy's. I was in, yeah. And, and, they're, and they're, um, they're very lonely in there. I, uh, <laughs> I bet they are. There were three people shopping in all the Macy's. Really? It was crazy. That's you know, very so, interesting. <clears throat> I mean, that's what goes to show you what what's going on in the world, how it has everyone scared. You know what I mean? Well, I went to the mall last weekend, and some of the stores that I wanted to go into, like Victoria's Secret, had a waiting line. They were only allow, letting yeah. a certain number of Andorra, people in. Andorra was like that, too. Yeah, that, that yeah. one that does the candles and stuff, you yeah. know, and the soaps and all that, they were they were like that, too. Yeah. Some of the other ones, like Macy's and Dillard's, you're right, there was nobody in there. Yeah. It was weird. I hadn't been there in a long time. And, it, you know, I used to love it, but I don't anymore. It's it's turned into something a little different than it used to be. Yeah, I think the whole I think the whole mall atmosphere, even though the mall hasn't changed, I think the atmosphere of malls has. Yeah, because, uh, a lot of know, it due to COVID. Well, but a yeah, lot of it due I mean, to the I mean, uh, online shopping. That. Not only that, I mean, through the years, like when I was younger, it was it was cool to go to the mall and go to Orange Julius and walk right. around and, you know, go to Spencer's and, and uh, you know, so wherever you, you know, a t-shirt shop or whatever and went to the, go to the arcade and all of that, get pizza. And it was a, uh, probably a ritual of the time right. to go to the mall. And, and now it's not. You know, like even well, that, when I was when I was working in the mall about, you know, I worked part time at a clothing yeah. store about 10 years ago. Everybody came in. I loved it because I saw everybody. That was still 10 years ago. That was less than 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it closed. I started there 10 years ago. OK, maybe nine, but yeah. it closed about three years later. I stayed, you know, part time just because I loved it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would still do that. If it was the way it used to be, it was fun. Yeah. And and you're right. You're right. COVID did put a bang on it. But I think I think the whole mall atmosphere has changed. You know, like well, they, it became kind of a dangerous place, too. Yeah. You know, in many ways, uh, I can remember when we worked there, there was a man that was doing something, you know, trying to pick up young girls and we had to call security. Oh, no kidding. So there, there are scary things that go on there, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot. You know, yeah, a big I'm, place where people can go. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere, anywhere uh, USA now, though. Yes, this is true. This well, is true. Well, you know something? It was just as, it was probably just as creepy back then, but that's not what we were focusing on. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we first started, you know, I was maybe 10 when the first mall started being built, and they were so fun and exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least right we're, you know, in North Carolina. Somewhere. 
Yeah. Going around the, going oh, around the mall and then going into the movie and all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, just being able to go to one big place inside where everything yeah. was. That was just yep. so cool. 67 stores all in one, you know, yeah. however yeah. many. Anything yeah. you needed was there just about. And then they and then they built that big friggin' Mall of America in Minnesota. Yes. It was like I've four floors and yeah. Yep, and they had walkways over the yeah. street, so you you know yeah. connecting buildings. Yeah, it was cool. I don't even know how that's doing. You know what I mean? I I, I mean I, I think it's still open, but who who knows? Oh, I'm sure it is, but you yeah. know who knows what's going. You know, I think in probably ten years that whole thing will be over, and malls will be used for something else. They're just, <laughs> you know, they're not sustainable with the you know with the online shopping and no. stuff. No, and that's, and that makes it that makes it too easy as well. Picking up, picking up your phone and and going on Amazon or going on oh, yeah. Macy's dot com and, and instead of having to go to the store. Well, I've got a couple of stores that were, and the, you know, then they start sending me emails and text messages. Oh, we're having a sale just for you. You're our best customer, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was, so I'm, I'm really having to rein myself in and it's difficult. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were talking, talking uh, a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> about the home shopping network. I don't know yeah. why it came up. And um, my mother called me during the week and said, you know, she said, I hadn't thought of that for the longest time. Now I find oh, myself watching Oh, did you get her started again. on it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say she had a little problem with HSN, didn't she? Yeah. Weren't you when, seeing like boxes and boxes and boxes? When when Amazon wasn't at your door every day, it was at my mother's door every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it really wasn't, I don't even think it was Amazon then. It was UPS that did it. You you can have a problem with shopping too. You know, I think a lot of people, including me, use it to medicate themselves. Oh, very much so. Oh, I need yeah. I need some new shoes. Do I really? I've got more shoes than Imelda Marcos. Yeah. But Today, I found myself looking for just that perfect pair of black booties because I don't have any. Yeah. And and in reality, she don't have any feet anymore, so you don't have to worry about having more shoes than her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we really need all this stuff? No. 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 I just sent a big box of clothes to my sister-in-law because she's, I used to Did be smaller and she's real tiny. No, I mailed them to her because she was going, she, she went up north for Christmas. Oh, where? Um, she's from Pennsylvania, so oh, okay. Gettysburg area. <clears throat> All right. Her grandkids are up there, and, and she really wanted to see them. So, you know, it's funny. My mind, even though I'm even though I'm sitting in Florida, when you said she went up north, I automatically thought Vermont, New Hampshire, or Maine. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then when you said Pennsylvania, my mind went like fuzzy. Like Pennsylvania is not north, but it is for well, us. See, yeah. Anything north yeah. of the Mason-Dixon for us is north. Well, yeah, but that's not that's not my reality. I know everybody's yeah. reality is different. Yeah. So um, you're up in North Carolina. I am. How's the weather? For a week. It's chilly, but it, the sun was out, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's it really cool. grim when it's yeah, cloudy. So when it's overcast, yeah. Yes, I don't like it. That's that's when it's the worst. But today no. was very pretty. How many people? How many people live in the town that your mother lives in? 
I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It's more of a county than a town. There is a university here that has about 12,000 students when they're all here. Yeah. And, you know, so the faculty and staff live in the area. Um, I really don't know. 100,000 maybe? Two. Oh, no, no. No, maybe 30,000, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It's little. It's yeah. little. And most of, you know, the, the families like mine have been here for like 200 years. And the, I mean, the reason, why, the, re the reason why I ask is like, do you see what do you, like the downtown is what, like three or four streets long or something like that? And one, it's, it's one street like Stewart. Couple There's of, a main couple. street and a back street. That's it. Couple of blocks long. Um, four. Do you see four blocks? Do you see addiction right there in downtown? Well, here's something very interesting. Um, as you know, my mom is ill, so I've been working with palliative care. So a palliative care person called me today. What is that company said, name? No, palliative care is is uh, care of people who are ill but not acutely ill to the point okay. that they need to be in a hospital. I gotcha. Yeah. So the guy called me, you know, to talk about the types of things we're going to do with my mom. And he told me that the drug problem here is the worst he's ever seen in this little town. And he was a deputy sheriff in Tampa before he moved here. He said, oh, I have never seen anything like this. And I wonder if it's because it's a small town. Like, you know, you see, like in West Virginia. Well, apparently have... there's a huge meth problem here that has yeah. just exploded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's meth is traditionally kind of a country disease. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, a country. Plan. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of like the stills, and you know, in the yeah. mountains where you got meth in the mountains. Now, it's also very close to the Cherokee Reservation. Mm-hmm. And apparently people from the res bring stuff over yeah. all the time, too. Yeah. But, you know, when I look at the paper has the crime blotter, so you can see the town crime and the county crime. And most of the crimes appear to be drug arrests or somebody breaking into a house arrest. And we know why they're breaking into <laughs> a house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so you have break ins and you have drug arrests. And that's that's about it. And um you know, we know the former sheriff here, and he said there is a huge problem. Huh. Now, so it you know it it just it doesn't discriminate. It's not only in cities; it's in small towns too. But but the but and but I the, actually go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was looking. Somebody sent me something today, and they said this is talking about San Francisco now. But they said overdoses have killed 621 people in San Francisco this year. And coronavirus has killed 173. Uh -huh. But yet all we hear about is coronavirus yeah. mm. or, or COVID. And we don't hear that, you know, five, six times more people are dying every day from an overdose mm. than they are from the virus, which I think well, is very interesting. Yeah, and it's just overtaken our consciousness. You know, all I hear about from the people that I know here is, oh my gosh, we, you know, we've got COVID is a terrible outbreak now. Yeah. It's all over the hospital. You can't. I mean, we were looking for care for my mom, and there, <clears throat> none of the facilities are taking people. Did you see what what our governor uh, said? Was it yesterday? No. 
No, I missed it. No, he uh, he had people, small businessmen behind him. And yeah. he said, he said, we're not closing down. He says, if anybody, if anybody under me makes a decision to close anything, they have to deal with me. I'm not putting these people out of business. I'm not putting these people on welfare. I'm not putting these people in the poor farm. He said, right. we need to get through this. We need to be smart. We need to be adult. And we, we need to make the proper decision. That decision's not mine. And ultimately, that's true. But in California, yeah, I, I think people, people have a choice. <clears throat> we all have choices. Yeah. If you want to go out, fine, go. Right. If you want to wear a mask, fine, wear one. If you yeah. don't, don't. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you're protecting yourself by wearing a mask, by all means, wear it. Yeah. You know? I do when I don't, you know. I, well, I, you know, if I go to a store where they require it, I put it on. If I go get my nails done, I put it on. If I go get my hair done, I put it on because the stores are requiring it because yeah. they don't want to get sued because somebody got COVID in their place. Yeah. So I do that. But here in North Carolina, they have a curfew. You can't be out after 10 o'clock. <laughs> if you're walking down the street, you have to wear a mask. So I will not be going anywhere much. Yeah, but we did but, go but the to thing the grocery is, is store. It's, you know, um, they say they say that uh, you know that like they'll tell you at Publix, well, it's the law. Well, well, no, it's not the law. There no. is no law, you know. And, and, and it's kind of county by county. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I get it. I don't I don't want to um, you know upset the apple cart, but but you know, it, it, there comes a point where enough is enough. Right. You know, and and allow us to make the decisions that we elected you to help us with. And that's it. Well, I I think we're putting all of our focus (laughs) on this one thing that is definitely ruining lives, but there are other things that are ruining lives too. Mm -hmm. Let's take, if we took the focus off of COVID because I can't even watch TV anymore. I can't stand to hear about it. I just really don't want to hear about it. Um, Let's take it off of that and put it back on things that, that we need to do something about like addiction and, you know, and, and just this, yes, this story in San Francisco, you've got almost 700 people that died of an overdose versus a hundred and something that died of COVID. Where do you need yeah. to focus? And, yeah, and no, how much I, more of a chance do you have to save people? But what because, they'll th- what they'll do is they'll take that number of 700 that died of an overdose and morph that into 650 of them died of COVID. Uh, probably so. You know what I mean? Probably it's, so. it's the reason why they died was COVID. No, the reason why they died. It, was- you know, it seems so strange to me that, you know, all you heard about was, you know, opioids and the Sackler family and all of those things. And now you don't ever hear about it. No, I mean, ever. this was, this was a, a blessing to them because they right. it just went away. They just went away. Right. Well, they they just got on TV and said some stupid stuff, but no. But you know what I'm saying. But nobody listens to it. No, nobody cares. Call eight six six four seven two five seven nine two eight six six four seven two five seven nine two with your questions or comments. Don't forget, this is your show. We're only the cog that spins the wheel. When Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show and welcome back to miracles in recovery if you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And like I always say, we do love our featured guests very much. We've really, truly had some, I think, for me anyway, life-changing interviews and some really wonderful guests. I can't think of any that I didn't like. Some super interesting, very diverse bunch of people over the years. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, so we, we, we'd love to have you call in, and we truly love to see what people have to bring to the recovery community, which is large and diverse in itself. And, yeah, you know, and- people are, are lonely and suffering right now, so it's a good time to bring a a good and positive message to, to the world. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. The, um, you know, the, the, the great thing about it, I guess, is, is like you said, the, the diversity of, of what we have. People come on to share something other than, about, about something other than addiction. And we're able to relate and wrap it back into, um, why our audience is listening. I mean, I think, I think our audience is listening to hear uh, what we have to say about addiction, but I think, I think we give them um, a lot of real life experiences. I mean, just the last segment we talked about whatever, you know, we filled the whole 14, 15 minutes about, you know, what's going on with 
this crazy star out there tonight that you were telling me about and all of that. But I think, <laughs> I think that's how that, that right there is, is um, what recovery is about. That right there is, is what real life has taught us and given us along the way, the ability to be able to converse about anything and um, feel comfortable doing it. You know, I remember when I first went to a, Narcotics Anonymous meeting and, you know, people said, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, just get it over with, raise your hand. And I raised my hand and I said, you know, hi, I'm Ray and whatever I said, but I immediately in my mind <clears throat> analyzed what I said. What did I, did I, did I say it right? Did I do this? Did I yeah. do it? I don't think that did way. Did I make a fool of myself or did they like me? Yeah. I don't think that way anymore. You know, it's it's nice to have people like you, but it's okay if they don't. You know, I right. You still, you know, I I want to say that I still have an awareness that if I walk into a room of four hundred people and there's three hundred ninety nine of them like me and one don't, I still have the awareness of the one, but it's not as important as it used to be. Right, you know? I agree. Yeah, totally. And I don't know if part of that's just being as old as I am. And, you know, a lot of my worries were work related. You know, if somebody in the room doesn't like me, this could, you know, preclude a sale or, you know, do something bad for my company. Mm -hmm. So there there were worries along those lines. But there, there there are, I think it's only human to be, to want everybody to like you and approve and you know, as an addict, I'm sure that's that's the last thing you got was approval from anyone. And that's probably except why maybe it's other okay. addicts. And that's probably why it's okay that when I know somebody doesn't, I'm kind of all right with it today, because I'm not. You know, like one, you don't sign my check. Two, you don't make my bed. And three, I'm okay if you're not if you're not okay with me. Um, and that's, I think that's one thing that I learned in the uh, 12-step recovery setting, to be comfortable with you before you worry about what the next person's thinking. Right. That is very true. I still yeah. struggle with it, though. You know, yeah. being enough, you know, are, am I smart enough, pretty enough? You know, all those things. Being enough is difficult. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I mean, who, who do you set? Who do you set as, uh, as long as you're uh, a better you today than you were yesterday, who are you setting your parameters of good enough to? Like Myself. You, yeah, well, that was. Myself. Yeah, I look at the mirror and go, oh, <clears throat> oh, you know. Right. Well, some people, some people have, um, a, a uh, an individual in mind when they're setting there am I good enough um, pretty enough, no, enough it's it's my yeah. my own standard yeah. of whatever well so you so you just tell yourself yeah I am well yeah but you know then I look in the mirror it's like, like oh my gosh you know wrinkles I'm fat whatever you know that the, fat. The, the voices in people's heads yeah um, I'm yeah just, well, you know, it, it's, it's very, you know, and I don't know that men 
suffer to the degree that women do, but we are judged still. You know, even if I think everybody is. Yeah, Yeah. I think I think everybody's judged, but but you're right, and that right there is what the you know the 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 voices in your head. I want to say that's what went away, or that's what calmed down when I first started using the voices in my head, and they weren't said you weren't good enough. It was it wasn't the demonic, uh, you know, uh, Saturday night. um, What's that guy's name? the ghoul guy that used to do the uh what was the name of that? those movies oh oh what was his name uh, i know who you're the, talking about yeah. he was real funny but i can't yeah. think of what his anyway, name was it wasn't it's, it's not the demonic thoughts it was the the good enough the you know my brother got a trophy yeah. and didn't you know and i i i worked harder than he did but he right. got yeah all of those things um and when i came out of active addiction, those voices had changed. They were still there, but they changed to something, um, a different type of less than, you know? So I had, because of, because of the baggage that I carried with me along the way, I wasn't worried about my kid brother's trophy anymore. I was worried about sleeping on a park bench for two and a half years, you know? Um, so the voice has changed, and I think the longer I stayed around and the more I was given the opportunity to wake up and confront those voices, they got a lot quieter. And that's why I think I'm okay with if I walk into a room. Um, I Actually, I called somebody today that I hadn't talked to in quite a while. He's a chiropractor. You know him. Um <clears throat> And um, I would go to I, I'd go to meetings with him every single day, and right, I, I remember him. So I hadn't talked to him in a while, right. and uh, he, you know, he answers the phone. This is Doctor Dun Dun Dun, and I said, uh, I said, Hey Brooks, what's up? It's Ray. And he went, hey, hey, what's up? And and I laughed. I just I just busted out laughing because he didn't recognize my voice, and two. I was anticipating him remembering me just by, hey, Brooks, Brooks, what's up? Yeah. So I busted out laughing and he goes, hello? I said, yeah. I said, never mind. Never mind. I was just, I, you know what I mean? And, and as soon as I started talking, he went, oh. And that of course was he reaction. remembered, yeah. But that was a reaction I was expecting right away. And, and it was funny when I didn't get it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't feel less than because I didn't get it. I laughed at myself because I was expecting something that wasn't there. You know, right. So I think, I think our, I think as we, as we grow uh, internally, our expectations of acceptance change as well. Yeah, um, I think you, you know, I still judge myself probably more harshly than anyone else, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's that's what keeps me striving. Yeah. So it's not all bad because I, you know, I, I still feel like I've got things to accomplish and things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it keeps me on point. But on the other hand, you know, I can be pretty mean to myself, and I suspect a lot of other people are too. And oh, yeah, what yeah. is the point of that, really? Um, you know, self sabotage. Nobody, nobody really cares. 
if my hair looks terrible. Except me. No, no, well, maybe because maybe my daughter. Because they're she worried it, about. Well, yeah, because she does it. So yeah, of yeah. course she would care. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a walking ad for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, for the most part, nobody really cares. You know, they might look at me and go, "Ah, she looks awful today." But so what? Yeah. So oh, what? not even people that you know what I mean. We, I was walking through the mall, um, people watching today, and and uh, uh, yeah, everyone was probably walking around at some point within the eye contact feeling less than because yes. that's what we do right that's what we do right. is my hair straight is my and um i try not to focus on that as much today because there's more important things that uh that will get in the way of and um that's very yeah. true yeah and i was so busy very true i was so busy just watching people i was walking to jc i, I parked at macy's and I was walking to J.C. Penney, which is all the way down the other end of yeah, the mall. Yeah, the other end of the mall. I walked to the end of the mall and I said, because J.C. Penney's at the end of the mall. I walked to the end of the mall and I went, where's J.C. Penney? Sears used to be there. It's a wall now. Right. Right? Oh, wow. So, so I was confused. I was like, where the heck is J.C.? I walked right by the opening for J.C. Penney on the left. And you went to Sears? And I went to Sears because that was the end of the mall. And right. I get to the thing and I was like, I didn't know where I was. It was the weirdest feeling because I, I was walking to JC Penny. I looked up and there was a wall. There was no door to walk into JC Penny because I missed it. And I was, I was confused. Oh, wow. like, where am I? And I had to turn around and get my bearings and go, Oh, there it is right there. So that's. Isn't it funny how the landscape yeah. changes and you still got the old picture yeah. in your mind. Yeah, the and old it's picture gone. Mind is, so yeah. then you get lost. Yeah. So I could probably that, that say can be um, uh, <clears throat> well a lot of things in life are that way. Yeah, you yeah. get one picture in your mind, and it's not the reality anymore. Mm. But you're still operating in that other reality, I guess, or that that now non-reality. Yeah, it's it's just weird. It's, it's an interesting. It's, yeah. It is life. Is, Life is such a journey. It's an amazing journey. Yeah, it is. It is. And and you know something? I'm so grateful that uh that I'm part of it. You know, and I'm and I'm also I also have gratitude for the uh um less than stellar behavior that I had for all of those years because I don't think I'd be I, I don't think I'd be who I am if I didn't. You know what I mean? I could be Right. You know, the vice president, and I always say the vice president of State Street Bank, and nobody outside of Boston knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I could be the vice president of State Street Bank. <laughs> Including me. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a bank. Uh, and um, it was a pretty prestigious bank 35 years ago. And um, I could be the most miserable person in the world. That is true. And I'm that not the vice president, gratefully, and I'm not miserable. And... So I have to embrace every less than stellar day that I have because it's made me who I am, you know? True. And, and I, also, I also have to say um, that just because my last drink or drug was February 28th, 1989, I'm a little over 31 years clean and sober. Today's still a good day to drink and drug. 
because I'm an Do you ever think about that, though? I mean, does it occur to you? No, I I mean, I know you have the jelly bean problem, but. Well, yeah, but no, no, I I don't, I don't ever, I I, I don't want to say I don't ever. Um, You know, you see a beer commercial or you see somebody, um, but reality snaps back in and it, and, and it gives me the opportunity to, to walk it, walk it through, you know, where would you be if you chose to drink that beer? Where would you be if you chose to, you know, you, one, you're lying to yourself and two, you're going to be a mess. I, I um, tonight there was a, a woman that came up to the, uh, to the window to pick up toys. She got her toys and then she was supposed to pick up her sister's toys as well. Her sister got, her sister got surrendered, and she had to take her children or something. So she's got nine uh, kids in the house. Yeah. Wow. She, yeah, she got nine kids in the house, and um, she looked a little frazzled. And, I'm sure she was. Well, oh my god. But she she didn't like. She knew that she knew that she was supposed to be picking up toys. But she didn't know anything past that. So I so I asked her to come around the around the table, and I was I was uh, filling out who the kids were, so we could repack an order because she could we couldn't find the numbers. We have the number numbered by family. She couldn't she didn't remember the number. We couldn't find them on the bags, you know, all well and good. And when she was standing next to me, I, I got a I got a smell of alcohol, uh-huh. right? And I was. It didn't. It didn't entice me one bit. It made me feel sorry for her. Oh yeah, you very. I mean? And I mean, she's only so, going to make her life harder. Yeah. So. Than it already is. So thinking of all of that stuff and using and and getting the getting the release or getting you know what I mean, there's other ways to do it. And I've already proven that I. Right. That I that I've already proven I'm not successful with it that way. So. What makes me think I could do it again? You know, what makes me think that um, life is gonna life is gonna be any different if I choose to use a drink or drug today? Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. With your questions, comments, whatever you want to talk about. When Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. 
Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show <laughs> i was just going to sit here and see how long it was if you were going to read that thing or not um <laughs> Oh, was I supposed to read it again? No, 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 no. I, I did that with my finger, but I guess you didn't see it. Um, no, I was, uh, actually, I was yeah. lost in thought. Yeah, yeah, it, it, which is which is cool. You know what I mean? I could see that you were kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, zoning, zoning away. I was actually thinking about what we were talking about during the break. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, there's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, no. Taking care I, of someone who's very yeah. ill is very, very time consuming. Yeah. I mean, just coordinating stuff, not but, even doing the care. But maybe, maybe that, maybe it, it's, it's so time consuming and, and mind numbing to help you deal with what's actually going on. Maybe. Maybe, you know, I, I think you can get that way with, um, you can get that way with other things too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got, a, we got a show going on. <laughs> My brother. Yeah. My brother just walked through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, we're, um, you, you, you know, I, I sort of got that way with my daughter, too. I got yeah. obsessed and consumed. Mm-hmm. But it, it takes, it's a lot of work taking care of somebody else. A lot. Yeah, but now let me, let me ask you, with, with, when you just said that, um, do, you, do you find similarities with when you were stressing about M? And do you? I did. Yeah. A lot. Well, probably the same it, feeling. The probably focus. The same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the fear. And, yeah. you know, just it's almost, it becomes an obsession. I counted um, it, it, the it, other yeah, morning. Yeah. I had 36 phone calls between like 9 and 12 uh-huh. regarding the situation with my mother. Yeah. It's just caring you know and, and i can remember trying to find rehab and talking mm-hmm. to the rehab people and then working with the insurance and yeah. there were all these rules that, you know especially early on i think they made it a little easier as the years progressed and more and more people were getting caught up in the opioid crisis but mm-hmm. initially they had to be in school if they were a certain age or the insurance wouldn't pay and i remember the first time the first time i was going to put her in rehab she had about two weeks left in her semester at school, and I was like, oh, I should just wait. 
you know, let's wait that two weeks because let's let her finish the semester and then ship her away. And I, I was talking to the rehab and they were like, no, yeah. she's in danger right now. Yeah. They ended up kicking her out, but. That's one thing that I never, that's one thing that I never understood. Like go down, you go down to the, uh, the methadone lab, met the methadone, um, um, clinic, clinic and uh, lab, you go down to the methadone clinic and they accept you and they say, there's going to be a two week wait. Okay. Well, what do I do? Well, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to keep using, keep doing what you were doing. Okay. Well, I was breaking into houses. Where do you live? You know, yeah, exactly. like, you're at work today. Give me keys to your car. I'll see you in two weeks when I've wrecked it. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't last yeah. two weeks, but yeah. Yeah. So I no, mean, they'll find the car wrecked somewhere in an, in another state. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I get it that there's, you know, it can't be it can't be instant relief. I mean, there there are times when it happens like that. There are times more times than not that it doesn't. But I guess don't give up because if someone says they're willing, you know, the bad thing is, is that the majority of time people told me that they were willing to help. Yeah. I had take, I had taken a left already in my mind. So the help wasn't there because I wasn't there when they, right. when they said to be there, you know? Well, and most of the time y'all aren't asking for help. We're trying to force it on you because yeah. we don't like what you're doing. Yeah, that that was my problem. She was always willing to go, but did she take Hell it to yeah. heart? They had no. brownies and cookies and every other thing there. Well, yeah, and I guess there was you know some social life, and you know some <laughs> yeah. of them dosed as, them up on other stuff, antidepressants and Seroquel and all kinds of crap. As, as whacked out as the social life in the in a in a in a drug rehab is, yeah. Well, it's about the same as what you find in jail and on the street. It's hanging on. That's it. It's hanging on a corner with a bed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think like you've always said, what Massachusetts is doing with the aftercare part is the important thing, because if you got somebody that you and you've gotten them, Mm -hmm. you know, detoxed, do something. Yeah, don't just do something so that it's better. Right. You know, I was I was talking about that, you know. I was talking about that with two other people from Massachusetts that helped me out on uh on with toys for tots and um you know they never they never even you know they were, of course they're probably you know married to alcoholics or whatever but they they never i'm i'm, I'm being facetious here but um they never looked at the aspect of how long-term massachusetts care is like they, you know, like right. oh, you went to detox and you went out, you did the same thing, and it, um, but I, I told them, I said, you know, ninety percent of the money that Massachusetts gets federally funded for um, recovery, addiction and recovery, goes on and after the first what sixty days is it? First 30, 60 days or something like that. It goes on and after treatment, so yeah. initial treatment, and. Other states, Massachusetts is the only one that does it. Other states just throw 90% of their monetary assistance at a detox where somebody is the most vulnerable, right? Or, or I shouldn't even say the most vulnerable. They're not even, they don't even, they haven't even come to their senses yet. The individual right. that has 30 days that steps out into the world that says, hey, I want help further than this. 
they're the most vulnerable and they send them down to you know the shelter or something like that and say Find exactly or the halfway yeah. house in the yeah. bad neighborhood yeah you know where everybody's relapsing and they make you yeah. get on food stamps and take your food stamps and they i even saw some that were co-ed does that yeah. make sense you know they've yeah, got people in the garage they've got a couple yeah, that, beds out in the garage somebody's but, making money on that house but those aren't halfway houses they they call them that no no and the I, real ones and and one of the things that we really really pushed for a few years ago at least in florida was to regulate them don't just oh, let anybody yeah. start renting out their rooms and you know to make money on this house and and call it a halfway house that was ridiculous what was that again far right f-a-r-r F-A-A-R. Uh, F-A-A-R. Florida. Yeah. I don't remember now, but they, they did. Yeah. They they actually would, they would go, go in out and, look. and Yeah, they, they would go, go in and look, and they yeah. had specific criteria that had to be met yeah. and continued to be met, and then you could be on their list. And, as a, as and, a certified, you know, not necessarily certified, but a recognized um, facility. Right. Yeah. But but the right. uncertified. Now, I never I never had occasion ones, to use one. Yeah. I mean the uncertified. I never had occasion to use one, but Yeah. Oh, some of them were just frightening. And not yeah. just, you know, all over the country. You know, I had some horrible experiences with ones in California that were whatever California does to certify and that were actually uh, connected to a rehab. And a pretty famous one that was on intervention. You know, intervention used to send people there all the time. Yeah. The one in Temecula was decent, right? Yeah, but the halfway house wasn't. Oh, it wasn't? No. Terrible. I don't, re I don't remember. The lady that ran it had some problems. Oh, uh, okay. And the house was nice, though, right? Yes, the house was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but the lady that ran it had some problems, and most of the girls that went there ended up relapsing. Flim flamming her to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there was. There just there's so many. Yeah. Flim flams around. So many different variables, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's so many different variables. You just need to um, do your homework and um, say a lot of prayers. Yeah. You know, because, because even your homework can be wrong. Oh, well, um, and a place can be fabulous, but if the person that's going there is not ready, yeah. it's not going to work. And that's the bottom line. You know, I spent a lot of money warehousing her to keep, you know, and yeah. presumably keeping her safe, but she could always escape and did often. Yeah. yeah. And some of the places would take her back and some <laughs> get wouldn't. A, get a ride down the street by the cable guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a, ride, a ride to another town. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, my mom ended up having to go and get her. Yeah. Because I was at that point done. Oh, there were many of those. Well, that um, was a different, that was a different state. Wasn't she in North Carolina? I mean. Yeah, uh, that was uh, in Georgia. She was no, in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. She was in Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I sent her to Georgia, Tennessee, yeah. California, Minnesota. Yeah. Everywhere you can think of that might have a rehab, I tried. Yeah. Yeah, so don't give up. You know what I mean? It took right. me it took me many. It took uh it took M many and uh um, many. 
in know? about 15 years, but she did it. Yeah. And, she's... and that's what it is. I mean, you know, don't, don't ever, I mean, I'm not going to say don't throw your hands up and uh, because it's frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating. I'm sure my, my family, I, I put them at least half of them through torture. You know, the, other, the other half were like, too young to even kind of really understand, you know. Uh, but you know, it that, probably affected them. It probably oh, of affected it did. them. Because, well, I know it did. Know. I know it did. But but my other child extent. reminds both of us all the time of, oh, you know, you spend all your time thinking about her and focusing on her, and I was left out, and I had to see all this stuff. And yeah, he's right. On and on and on. He's yeah, right. he is. He is. Yeah. But because I, mean, I, I did. I, but I, I, you know, I did love him and I did take care of him and I did do things with him too. I guess he, he just didn't, didn't he feel didn't the need focus. The, the extra attention. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, he thought he did. So, yeah. you know, I have that guilt to carry the rest of my life too. It's not what really bothering think? me too much no, anymore. No, I did no, the best I could. Nobody can ask for anything else. No. But I mean, that could have been, that could have been just his little isms trying to. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah. he spent a little bit of time in AA, and it helped him a lot. You know, just to see things. <laughs> gave him the gave him the the proper proper terminology to make you feel guilty. Um, <laughs> well, that <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we have yeah, Christmas I read, coming. I up. read some of his twelve steps, so yeah, yeah I was uh, I was mentioned, but yeah, I'm okay. Well, we have Christmas coming up. We got a couple of minutes left. We have Christmas coming up, and uh, you know. Like I shared before, and even earlier on in the show, it wasn't this holiday isn't always the uh, the greatest for um, addicts or addicts families, or it's kind of a you know because you really feel it more so now, right? You know, because it's family not, time. Yeah, because it's because it, like you said, we we used, to, we used to go see our cousins, and I would run around and go see go see my cousins. Um, and it's, it would probably be different today if I went and we all got together, you know, because they would still be acting like idiots and I wouldn't be, hopefully. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just grateful that, uh, that I have the awarenesses that I have today and I have the ability to be able to work on myself today. And maybe, who knows what next year will bring. You know, maybe next year right. I'll be happy and, and ready to go. You know, and that's why we keep doing what we're doing. And that's why we, you know, try to get our message across. That's why we sit here and talk to the world for an hour. We're really only talking to ourselves. Right. I'm, I'm really only talking to my mind. You're only talking to your mind because that's all that's really coming out is what's on our mind. So, you know. That is true. Yeah. And, and I'm grateful that I, that I can share uh, a little bit of my experience, strength and hope. And, um, you know wish the world a better place when we wake up and with that with miracles in recovery hope is in your corner that it is good night everyone thank you for joining us this week for miracles in recovery be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner. <laughs>